Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success Talk radio show. And I'm definitely hoping you're having a fantastic day. And I am your host, Hammond Bolden, who is filling in today for... Dr. Young on the show, and I'm absolutely honored that you asked me to fill in for her today with you listeners. So I sure hope uh, you stay tuned in because we have a fantastic and exciting guest on our show today. You've seen some wonderful and awesome social media postings that we've been doing to uh, promote this show. Um, and without further ado, let me introduce Ms. Chatrice W. Buchanan. So you folks want to tell your friends to listen in. And if, of course, you missed the show, uh, you can always uh, tune in uh, the show later because we know your life will be forever changed and transformed as you hear the story from Mr. Trees Buchanan. The topic today we have for our show is peak performer to five-time, that's right, five-time cancer survivor. So get ready to be encouraged, get ready to be inspired and definitely get ready to be blessed because we know, as you hear from Miss Buchanan, her story of success and transformation, your life will never be the same. So, Miss Buchanan, Chatrice, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much, Hammond. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, what I'd like to do real quick is before we get started, I wanted to share to the listeners, Chatrice, some pertinent information about your your, your awesome and and powerful uh, journey of what you've been through and where you've gone. So folks, listen in. Chatrice uh, is a retired uh, Army LTC. That's a lieutenant colonel in, of 24 years, uh, Iraq War veteran. And she's also the new author of an awesome book, A Five-Time Cancer Survivor. And it has a subtitle, His Grace Made Me Whole. Now, Miss Buchanan is also the pastor of Eagle Talon Faith and Vision Center. And she's also CEO of Eagle Talent Incorporated. She is a two-time graduate of Howard University and a one-time graduate of Murray State University. And has also graduated from numerous executive military schools, including the esteemed Command General Staff College in Leavenworth. Now, currently, Chatrice is enrolled in Jacksonville University in the Executive Doctoral Program for Business. She now spends her wonderful time speaking and traveling the nation speaking on the topic of how God's grace has kept her and preserved her life as an absolute living miracle for others to witness and see and hear. She does this also through her company, Eagle Talent Incorporated, as an author, playwright, and executive producer. So again, listeners, let's welcome her to the show and remember to share it with your friends. So stay tuned in. So Ms. Chatrice, why don't you again, let's say welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed, highly favored, and uh, very grateful to be here. Absolutely. Um, uh, we're honored as, as well, as busy as your schedule is, and so we just wanted the listeners to also know and take note, they can call in to the show with any questions they may have for you, and the number is, folks, is 
888-346-9141. And you know, each week, Dr. Young interviews individuals from all walks of life and professions who share their transformational journeys with you listeners. And as you know, the show is designed to give you hope, encouragement, and enrich your life to take steps of action to transform your life personally and professionally. You can also follow Dr. Young on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and we're always here for you every Tuesday at noon on the Empowerment Channel and Fridays at noon on the Woman's Channel. So listeners, let's get ready for an amazing show. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to have you on the show, Shatrice. Uh, so how you been doing? Doing fine. Uh, busy, uh, productive, uh, doing, doing fine, sir. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome to know that being busy but also being productive. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Young wanted to truly say we can't thank you enough, Shatrice, for taking the time you know, of your busy schedule to be on the Transformation for Success radio talk show. Now, listeners, she has an incredible story, so let's just jump right on in here so you can share with them today. I'd like to possibly you know, get started, if you're okay with this, Shatrice, is a little bit about maybe your early years, you know, when – you know, you got started early on life, what maybe caused you to want to get involved with a military career and how that all worked out. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about you in your early years. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, my biggest influence is uh, uh, in terms of serving in the military came from my parents. Uh, mm-hmm. I was raised by uh, my mother, Ingrid Sherfield, a math teacher, and my stepdad, uh, Major General Michael uh, Bruce Sherfield, mm-hmm. uh, both of whom have uh, have passed away. Uh, one recently, and uh, and my stepdad about 17 years ago. But they were my direct influence. Uh, I was able to uh, see the world, travel the world uh, with my family um, uh, all over, uh, from Europe to Asia to uh, all throughout the United States and just got a really solid um, background. And uh, so I saw firsthand uh, what a a living general looked like. And so when it was my turn to uh, matriculate through school, uh, I thought, well, why not do what my dad did? And so uh, I uh, enrolled in, in, well, I first enlisted uh, as a paralegalist, uh, we call it the 71 Delta School, okay. and then uh, made my way into Howard University. Uh, did that for a number of years. Uh, went from uh, serving in a in a legal reserve unit into the Cadet Corps to get a direct commission uh, through uh, through the Adjutant General Corps, and then the rest is is is, is what brought me here today. Uh, mm. 24 years later, uh, just serving myself, but uh, had a direct influence with my family, uh, and it, it was just wonderful. And uh, so I, I knew that if my family could do it, that I could as well do the same. Well, you know, it's it, very interesting you mentioned that because, I, I you know, I've got uh... – you know, my military background, the Army as well, but uh, of course I did do 24 years. What uh, did you, when you were starting, did you think about, you know, doing a career out of the military or possibly achieving a couple of steps there and maybe getting out, um, you know, and enjoying some of the benefits of, you know, your college degree and so forth? Or did you always think that you would make it out of a career? The latter is the answer to that. I did not know I would make it into a career. It started off, uh, joined the service. I knew that it would be a good job, a solid job. 
I knew that it would uh, help uh, serve as a segue for school. So I took it in increments. Um, mm-hmm. Once I finished Howard, um, I took the first assignment of five years at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, there were about 28,000 people on the fort, uh, service members, that is. And, right. uh, and I believe I was one of five female African-American um, service members, uh, officers. And mm-hmm. uh, so, and the trend kind of, it looked that way throughout the entire 24 years. But uh, all that said, five-year increments, I just said, I'm just going to do a little, <laughs> see if I like it. And then before you knew it, 24 years. <laughs> Has gone by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I kind of uh, had, again, as I mentioned earlier, that was pretty much it. I was actually already in college, and uh, I went down to see a recruiter in in Oakland, California, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I found myself raising my right hand and doing my thing. And, mm-hmm. again, I did the same thing. I mean, it was just pretty much to go in to further myself because I wanted to go into uh, criminal law and law enforcement. So I, I pursued that saying, okay, I'm just going to do you know, my three years, five years, and then get on out. And I actually stuck with that. I, I, I did. I got out um, and uh, left, but I, I sure didn't, couldn't imagine doing 24 years. But So hats off to that. Awesome. I bet you the time flew by, didn't it? <laughs> it did, and it, it certainly wasn't that bad. It, it's a culture, and, um, and quite frankly, when you transition uh, to be a civilian, it, it is somewhat of a transition. You You have to you know, you have to learn new things, and mm-hmm. uh, um, so, and especially after having been raised in that as a child uh, up to adulthood, and then to serve the same uh, most of your adult life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but it, it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience. I, I would highly encourage it. So, uh, but I pretty much got out uh, with the health issue and uh, had to make some different choices towards the end. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but, but all is well. All is Amen. Well. All is well. Well, since you, you mentioned, I'd like to segue into that a little bit, uh, because I know a lot of our listeners are very curious, um, wanting to know, as, as we were, uh, to hear your amazing story, you know, of being five-time cancer survivors. So, you know, why don't you talk us through, you know, a little bit of that experience of cancer five times? Okay. Well, it, it does seem quite remarkable, um, but even with all of that, uh, we're just so thankful for, for God because he, he can just get us through everything. And so at the age of 40, uh, I was uh, preparing to come to one of the Army's uh, top divisions at Fort Stewart, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 10 go-to-war combative divisions in the world, and uh, Fort Stewart is one. Uh-huh. And so I was being, um, I had gotten an assignment there, and prior to coming, um, some of my uh, church affiliates, um, in particular one of my church leaders, uh, gave me a, a prophetic word to just say, uh, plant your feet, get ready, and you'll, you'll read all of this in the book, but plant your feet, get ready, uh, uh-huh. there, there are going to be some significant transitions in your life, and uh, this point is very key because this is something that I had to stand on throughout the entire time. So my ministerial leadership said, uh, you know, he was encouraged to, or at least impressed to say to me that the Lord says, uh, not so, whatever you experience, it may seem a little tough, greatly tough, but not so is is the phrase of the day. Uh, I'm 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Right. And so thus uh, went on to my next assignment from there, from Missouri to Georgia, reported in, and uh, the Pentagon said, hey, this is your, your next uh, duty. Mm-hmm. And they were preparing me for some, some pretty cool work in the field of discrimination law. I had to go uh, get some training for that initially, and then it was at that point at age 40 uh, that I got a diagnosis. Uh, so the interesting thing was that uh, there was some level of uh, preparation for that and uh, when you put all these pieces together. So from age 40 to now almost 50, not exactly age 50 yet, but mm-hmm. uh, have endured this five times. Uh, so starting with uh, breast cancer, lump on the uh, right side, uh, and then had a couple years break there, deployed in the middle of that, uh, had a lot of very interesting things occur in between. And then upon coming back from Iraq, had a really huge grapefruit size uh, tumor that grew within a matter of 60 to 90 days. Uh, um, and and there's, there were things that led up to that, for instance, uh, taking the anthrax vaccine, um, you know, just, just a number of things. And so... Uh, a tumor grew, uh, thus making the second time. So I lived with that tumor for almost a year because of the size of it. We couldn't do surgery immediately. Right. We had to uh, kind of work on it so that it would uh, reduce. And then finally, uh, after much debate, question, inquiry, prayer, all of that, uh, just the amazing feelings and emotions that you go through in, in the decision-making process, uh, we, we finally made the decision to do a full mastectomy of that, uh, of that particular tumor. Tumor, right. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the second time. And some time went by, uh, went through a healing process. Uh, then there were complications. And then a third time came where there was a formation of about 20 to 30 tumors on a flat uh, chest. Uh, so that was very, very concerning. How and many? Uh, you said 20 to 30? Yeah, like Ooh. small, um, small tumors uh, that yeah. that came from the internal side, and uh, so it, it, that wasn't a pretty picture uh, no, by I no bet. means. And by so no we means. had to deal with that and deal with it uh, expeditiously. And so once we dealt with that, uh, we we thought that we had it under under some sort of control, um, and then some time passed, and then it returned. Mm. Um, so it was that point that it began to spread uh, to the left breast and then uh, to the spine and, and all of that. So all of those different incidents put together is how we would calculate five times putting it together. Right. Uh, so I am officially diagnosed as uh, stage four, but if you would not know that unless I told you. I am in picture-perfect looking health and wow. feeling fine. Uh, so... Through all of those different experiences, it was tough uh, individually, tough for the family, certainly tough for the doctors because they just really didn't know what to do. Um, So we just thank God for for God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, kind of comes to mind when when man don't know what to do, we we, we know someone who does always Mm -hmm. knows what to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure you kind of kept that uh, relationship quite uh, intense uh, dealing especially with some of these fears, uh, and I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners who may not have had the 
support and maybe even the faith level of, of where you were um, in dealing with the fear, you know, of being attacked like that, not once, not twice, you know, uh, but five times. Um, mm-hmm. So can you, go, can you walk through a little bit of what maybe was the greatest fear you had to battle through that of like, um, is, is it going to end soon? Or, or, you know, I mean, what type of fears were you, um, you know, being consumed with? Well, fear is uh, definitely something that you have to get uh, get a hold of. Um, mm-hmm. Every single time uh, a doctor said, "Hey, you, this thing has come back," or from the first time to the fifth time, uh, it felt the same way every single time. Um, and and as each time occurred, you had some addition of some emotion, some feeling. I can recall. By the time we got to the fourth time, anger started to uh, to rise. Uh, not anger at God, but just anger about, okay, you, you can either take the position of defeat or you can take the position of, no, I'm going to fight. So when you uh, take a look at this thing called fear, you really have to first, you know, learn how to wrap your arms around that and squeeze it out of your life and then guard yourself against others because cancer just doesn't affect one individual. It affects your family. It affects your community. Uh, as we know, it is an epidemic, it seems. Um, so you, you, you first have to deal with it within yourself and you second have to deal with it among uh, other people and you have to guard you have to guard it with a vigilance to say, okay, the antithesis of fear is faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything that I can do uh, from all fronts, albeit a spiritual front, a nutritional front, or whatever that front is, you have to attack cancer uh, from, from, from all fronts. Now, maybe that's the military me coming out. But from a spiritual standpoint, uh, the way I combat fear is directly through God's word. Uh, I mentioned earlier that... Uh, well, let's, let's take a pause real quick. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break real quick, Chatrice, and we're going to come back, folks, uh, after this short break on talking about taking the position of fear or fight and with our wonderful guest, Ms. Chatrice W. Buchanan. So listeners, don't go away. We will be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. 
Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the show. I'm Hammond Bolden, and I am with our amazing guest today, Ms. Chatrice W. Buchanan, a five-time cancer survivor from Peak Performer, talking a little bit about her story of Transformation for Success. And so we're so honored to have her on the show. And folks, thank you for coming back. And for those of you who have just started to listen, uh, listen to an amazing show, uh, I'm telling you. So let's just jump right back in. We basically left on break, Chatrice, talking a little bit about that position that you talked about, a fear or fight. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners uh, may well know that sometimes getting in that situation, you know, where you're faced with something so overwhelming, do you run or did you stand there and fight? So go ahead and pick up from where we left off, Chatrice. We Again, thank you for so much being on the show. I will thank you for the invitation. Uh, well, when people get diagnosed, uh, my experience has been after working with uh, so many people in clinics, mm-hmm. when, when they hear of a, of a devastating diagnosis, uh, you have choices. You have a choice to receive the report that you are listening to or you have a choice to uh, listen to in 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 my faith. I um, I listen to what the Lord says. So if mm-hmm. the Lord says um, there's no calamity or harm that will overtake me, that's something that I'm going to overrun my head and my spirit and my soul with. Right. If He says that um, you know you can command your angels to lift you up, that your foot doesn't hit up against a stone, or that you um, that you will have life and not death. Anything that he says, I believe it, and I stand on it. I speak it, and I, I live that. And so it's 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 the choices that you make, uh, insofar as whether you believe uh, in our Lord and Savior. And um, and and many people that I have seen who have gone on um, earlier, as far as uh, I, I think. In many instances, I've seen people just say, okay, I'm going to die. Uh, you know, they, they say a lot of different things that, I, that, that go contrary to... Yeah, uh, Contra- yeah counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as you mentioned about fighting, it comes to uh, a scripture for me is no weapon... Uh, yeah. formed against you can prosper. Uh, mm-hmm. And one thing that I learned from just really embracing that word was, Hammond, it doesn't mean that the weapon will not be shaped. It will not have a form. It says it will not prosper. It will not have an advantage over you. So again, here you are fighting for some a weapon that appeared in the form of 
cancer mm-hmm. that you had to fight and you had to stand on, it's not going to prosper. And you're right. just believing and standing. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us uh, listeners understand the fact of developing a strong belief system, especially when you're battling uh, something so severe. How do we get through that? Mm-hmm. So you did mention, uh, Shatrice, your current prognosis is stage four. But if someone were to look at you, well, I'm going to tell the listeners, you look at that picture we have on Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter, and you're going to see an amazing woman that definitely you would, you would never even imagine uh, that this woman is dealing with even stage four. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what telling family members or maybe as individuals and friends going through cancer, what would you tell them? And as far as, you know, what, what would they need to do to combat that? To combat if they were to get a diagnosis? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, first thing I would say is don't panic. Um, and just and don't feed off of other people's panic. Uh, the panic has it has a power and a and an energy all of it in it in its in itself. So um, get as calm as you can. Um, for me, for me, when when I was diagnosed, I was a little shaky at first. I was uh, blessed to be at a place I was at on uh, I was at Patrick Air Force Base, Cocoa Beach. My family wasn't there, got the news, and uh, so I just had to initially just get my, my grounding. Uh, and like I said, the, the most remarkable thing is that the Lord was preparing me all along. So what would I tell someone else? Uh, don't panic. Uh, you know, keep, keep, your, keep your calm about you, mm-hmm. and then uh, quietly get to a place where you can determine, well, what what needs to be done at this point. Um, and so and surround yourself around as many positive people as possible. Right. Um, just like in war, we put battle plans together in business. We put strategic uh, objectives together and goals. Uh, with anything, we, we, we need to be strategic in what we do. And so for me, uh, I at some point had to put a battle plan together. And my spiritual battle plan was first to uh, get all the most positive people I knew around me who could speak life into me. Um, I had my mother-in-law write an, an affirmation book for me. Um, I, I wrote one myself, um, began to just speak and just pour life into myself. I remembered the words that my, um, my spiritual leader initially said to me before I found out about the diagnosis, uh, and it was very clear. Uh, it, it said, you know, whatever news you get, not so, says the Lord. And so I tell you, I just, I'm just so in love with God for that. You know, you go through, you go through so much in life, and you remember that God loves you so much that he would send a word like that. Right. And so it, you have to just really remember <laughs> that, okay, you know, you, you also remember things like if, if the Lord is giving you vision as to what you're to do in the future, you put mm-hmm. your mind on that. If he's giving you words to encourage you to say, okay, hold on, sister, just hold on, not so. And then you don't give the adversary any room to occupy your mind or to a- occupy and to, to grip you with fear. So that's 
you know, those are things that, that I've done as far as the spiritual battle plan. And then you have a physical battle plan. Okay, in the no kidding, real time, what do I need to do? Um, Lord, show me which doctors to um, talk to. What questions do I need to ask? And so that whole prayer journey. So when we talk about faith, I kind of look at faith as a, as a, as a rubber band. You know, you don't, you don't know the strength and the elasticity of that rubber band until it's got to be stretched. So right. here's a stretching opportunity. Stretching going so on right now. Mm-hmm. It's a stretching opportunity. So, uh, Lord, guide me. Guide me every single step. Uh, you know, give me the divine utterance to, to speak. Uh, even though I'm not a doctor, what questions should I be asking? And, and how do I discern what these people are telling me, all this foreign language I'm getting? So then you have to put a physical plan together. And, right. um, and through it all, you do just have to, you know, trust what the Lord is, is showing you. Is sharing, uh, yes, yes. And, some, and sometimes you, you don't get it right, uh, but, but he'll get you back on that right track. Um, so to someone just going through it, stay calm. Don't panic. Right. Don't let fear grasp you. Certainly don't let uh, phrases of death come in your mind to say, oh, this is the end. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not. And um, so... Um, and then if there are people who really don't have control of their own emotions and their own fear management, uh, respectfully, you'll have to just distance yourself from that because at the end of the day, you, you have to, you know, you, you have to say, okay, I want to live right. and, um, and I need to get through this, so Lord, show me. Well, you know, it so, kind of puts me to a question because, you know, as you know, a lot we are all kind of, uh, emotional type uh, beings. So, um, we feel uh, there's some things that we go through. So I wanted to t- you know, maybe ask you this, you know, what did the f- worst time look like, maybe even feel like um, as you've endured uh, that, that tremendous experience? Okay. The worst time, um, and really it, it may sound worse than it is, um, but to the listeners just know that I, I'm a blessed, I'm a blessed woman uh, so the worst time really was not uh, as bad as it may sound. Uh, but when the tumors began to spread throughout the body, um, it was uh, the top of the year, that particular year, I, I think it was 2012, um, it had gotten to the point where the, the tumors began to affect nerves, uh, spinal cords, and different things like that. And so uh, at for a short period, I couldn't walk. I uh, began to fall down. Um, the The worst night I remember, uh, everyone was asleep in my home, and I got a very sharp pain across my chest, and I had never felt that before. and um, And I didn't want to alarm anyone, so I I made my way to the restroom, and um, and I just couldn't support myself, so I fell on the floor. And this sharp pain just hit me, and I grabbed everything that I that was in reach. I was in a room where there was a toilet, the lights were off, and uh, and I just said, "Lord, if you could just take this from me." I mean, it was just that painful, and um, so He took that away from me. He took it. Uh, I'd never felt that type of pain before. Right. Um, so outside of. Um, not having to walk for a brief period of time. Um, I, I was wheelchair-bound for a few yeah. weeks, 
Okay, and, a couple uh, of weeks. All right. And I promised myself, I said, Shatrice, you're going to get out this wheelchair and um, and you are you are going to get up and you are going to walk. And that was just the bottom line. And I made myself do that. And um, and I told the people in the hospital, I said, this is temporary. Uh, you will see me get up again. And uh, and that's what I did. Well, that's that's an amazing uh, testimony alone. I mean, as I said before, that you know, when things look like or feel like can be so overwhelming. Oftentimes, you can kind of lose sight of of like who you are, where you are, and and to just have the uh, the willpower, you know, to just say what you said in that bathroom. Uh, and I say, listeners, it may seem like all is lost. That your back is up against the wall. You have no way out. Uh, sometimes you have to do is what Shatrice is talking about is what we're saying self-talk. You have to talk to yourself and literally in a, in a manner that is conducive to wh- where it is that you want to be, where you want to go. I mean, do you want to be free from that? Then say, I am free. Amen. So it, <laughs> uh, before, without further ado here, uh, before we start preaching, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Segway because I know some listeners may have heard that you've got a book out called A Five-Time Cancer Survivor. With a subtitle, His Grace Made Me Whole. Yes. So what do you mean in your book by His Grace Made Me Whole? Talk a little bit about that. Well, Hammond, I I have to say that in the beginning of this experience, um, even as a pastor, I don't really think that I knew what grace was, although I have a very good understanding of it now. Right. uh, uh, So... His grace is sufficient. Um, you know, when when Paul uh, spoke about the uh, thorn in his flesh, and, uh, and then you read in the Word where it says uh, his grace is sufficient, uh, God can get us through everything, uh, absolutely everything. And, uh, you know, he, he in and of himself, um, you know, sent his Son that, you know, we, we could endure, we can get through anything. And so that's what I've experienced uh, through this, is that um, if I would just line myself up uh, with him, in him, that anything I need, uh, he will provide it. And one of the things he provides is healing. Um, And so I I have to understand that I have a right to healing, and uh, so I I speak that. I I have a right to, to, uh, you know, health. And so, you know, through his grace, I am able to um, stand on that and, and move forward. Uh, but there has not been one situation. You asked me earlier what was the worst. Uh, yeah, losing your ability to walk and all that stuff. That may not sound that great, but truthfully, God has kept me so that I have been able to work through this whole experience, I've deployed, I've traveled all throughout the world, uh, and despite all the, you know, the very interesting side effects you go through, um, mm-hmm. you know, some, you know, minor, some major, His grace has gotten me through every single bit of everything. Um, he, he has graced me to have this type of strength. He's graced me to have this type of will He's graced me, and I can't say, um, you know, every, every one of us are different, yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he, he's, he, he gives the strength. 
He gives He gives it to us. Well, we're, we're, we're going to be probably taking a break here in the next couple of minutes. And so what I wanted to do also is, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about what made you even want to write this book. Not everyone wants to put their, I wouldn't call it just saying your life is dirty laundry. It's just a coin phrase airing out your laundry. Uh, for all to see. So, you know, when we go to uh, come back off the break, we're going to talk a little bit about also, you know, what made you write a book about five-time cancer survivor and then two about grace, questions of like how is there a connection, you know, between faith and grace? And then two, you know, some people may not even know, um, well, how do I tap into my level of faith? Not all of us have, you know, the same uh, as you talked about the rubber bands, some rubber bands are quite tight, haven't been exercised quite often, and some people may not even know what to do, especially when you're faced with such a severe diagnosis in your life. So we want to take a break real quick and, and come back and, and let the audience and listeners know, you know, what swayed you to write this book and then talk a little bit about some things in that book, like what did resting in your decision mean? <laughs> you know, just talking a little bit about that. On how do we take rest when when it's just all about just trying to even just get well, more or less trying to rest. So we're going to take a quick break, listeners, and we're going to be back with Miss Shatrice W. Buchanan, five-time cancer survivor. So don't you go away. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you're in an unhealthy relationship or you want to know what helps you avoid being in an unhealthy relationship, be sure to tune into Tamar's Relationship Transformations. Host, author, and certified relationship coach Tamar Neal uses real scenarios from her experience as a 911 operator and counselor to change the way you see potentially abusive relationships. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to the show, Transformation for Your Success. I am your host, Mr. Hammond Bolden, sitting in on behalf of Dr. Barbara Young. And today, we're on the show with Ms. Chatrice Buchanan, five-time cancer survivor, retired Army Lieutenant Colonel, who's sharing her survival and transformation to success 
and health. So listeners, we're so glad that you're staying tuned. And those who may have just tuned in, you're in for another good 12 to 15 minutes of powerful inspiration, information, and encouragement in your life. So again, Tatrice, thank you again for being on the show. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for taking your time. Uh, so let's just pick up where we left off a little bit. Um, you talked a little bit about this book, A Five-Time Cancer Survivor, His Grace Made You Whole. What made you want to write this book? Well, I didn't. I, I can't take credit for that. I have a mentor and friend uh, who um, got a very, very strong urging to urge me uh, to write the book. And so it was uh, December 2000, uh, I want to say 14, uh, just before the end of the year, and I was given instructions. I was given instructions, I was given the title, I was given everything. And, uh, it, it, well, not the content, but basically given instructions, given some very firm instructions to say, this has to be done and uh, uh, just sort of uh, guided me through the process, and I took it very seriously. Uh, but, but before then, I had not planned on, I thought about it. You know, people had mentioned uh, various things about it, but, they, but uh, never had I gotten a set of instructions like that. So, again, it boiled down to a choice. Um, you, you just have to, sometimes you may not know the bigger picture of something, uh, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to you have to have sense enough to know. Okay, uh, maybe the Lord is saying to do this, and and maybe there's a greater good in this, and perhaps people need to know this story. Uh, so thus, uh, thus the, the the writing of the book. So I took well, you- a period of of uh, actually a month and readjusted my time schedule and uh, just kind of went into the mode of writing. Of writing, yes. Yeah, and then got yeah. it done, and then the mentor uh, was gracious enough to say, okay, you did your part now. We're going to make sure we package this book and to help it get out to the world. Right. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of something that I heard just not too long ago, Satrice, and it was a word called jump, J-U-M-P. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to this, this word jump being explained, Something that really stuck out as you were sharing that some things you just have overwhelmed, you knew you had to get it done. And it reminded me of this particular phrase that a lot of us sit on the cliff edge of life and never jump. Mm -hmm. And I I just kind of feel like what you you jumped, you just went ahead and jumped right on in there, not really knowing uh, how it was all going to put put to get pulled together. But but you jumped. So listeners, Mm -hmm. it's okay to jump. We need to just kind of stop being sitting on the edge cliff of life, looking at life pass you by. Sometimes there's things that you've been compelled to do and desiring to do. Jump on in and let's get it done. A mm-hmm. um, couple other questions I wanted to ask you too, Shatrice. I mean, you, you've mentioned a lot about um, you know the word and how important that was, and there were some scriptures that you even shared about. Uh, what were some of your favorite uh, words that kind of helped you get by that you could share with some listeners? Well, the uh, always, always uh, is the not-so phrase. Uh, that, that was the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I shall live and I shall not die, I will de- for I will declare the works of the Lord. Um, what I like about that is, um, is that, you know, through this experience, 
we, I believe that God wants people to see himself through these types of situations. Uh, he is the author of healing, and he wants people to see living, walking, breathing miracles, examples of what he is able to do. Right. Um, so when people ask, uh, I, I do get questions, why did my daughter die and why did you not? Um, you know, you all started at the same time, had the same type of cancer. Why? I, I get all kinds of questions like that. And, um, and I believe that, um, you know, if, if we're willing to hold on to, uh, you know, what the Lord says uh, that we can have, we can have it. And I believe that he wants to show us off in that sense. Um, yes. So, um, so that that's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and you had okay. mentioned, uh, "No weapon formed against me shall prosper." You, you, that's a battle. That's a battle <laughs> scripture. There, um, you know, I, I love. Uh, Let your heart not be troubled. You know, there's yes. oftentimes where you get troubled. Sure. Um, my favorite favorite is the faith scripture. Now, many people know the faith scripture. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That is so, so critical uh, in, in anything and everything that we do. You spoke about jumping. Uh, to jump, it requires nothing but faith. Uh, to move in your healing, it requires nothing but faith because uh, oftentimes when you are really, you're physically looking at things that, don't, that look grim, when you're physically looking at tumors and you're physically looking at, um, you know, the manifestations of the, of the ugliness of an illness, mm-hmm. um, you're like, okay, that, that doesn't look like healing. But you, do, you have to close your eyes and see the words and see, see healing uh, for, for what it is. And right. uh, so if God says healing is yours, you are, this is what I give to you, you can have it. Um, so faith is that whole process of uh, some, you know, whatever that, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, gift is for us or that finished work is for us, mm-hmm. then we have to know how to get it from heaven to here. And, right. that, and it takes time for that. So yes. you may physically, literally be stage four. You may physically, literally uh, have various things in your body that you may see. Um, but there's a process from how you speak God's word and, and how over time that thing will manifest itself into the thing that you, you ultimately want to see evidence of. And so that's why this scripture, faith, is the substance of things hoped for. I hope for healing. I hope to feel good. I hope that these ugly things will go away off my body, right. uh, but it's the evidence of things not seen. Any and everything with faith uh, begins with not seeing it in the physical. So uh, that's whether you're dealing with health or whatever it is. So, you know, Genesis page one talks about, you know, uh, how the world was made, how God made the world So through this, things that are unseen. So, You know, so that I'll put a period there and let you go to the next question. <laughs> well, that, that was a good point you brought up because I wanted to kind of talk about courage and tie that in because, you know, I think 
uh, courage really is, is, is also another word here that we can't uh, really exempt out, um, is what are some of the most courageous things, or maybe the isolated, if you were to maybe share that, the most courageous thing that you've ever done um, that may have gone up against the norm, um, may have absolutely amazed you and others. I mean, so what could you say, what was one of the most courageous things that you've ever done with all of this that's been going on in your life? Well, Hammond, I appreciate that question. I've, I've not ever been asked that before. Uh, the most courageous would be uh, between the fourth and fifth time getting cancer when, um, uh, when that process occurred and when the doctor said, go left, they said, you go left or this will have a fatal ending for you or... If you don't do what we say, then then you know you you're, you're you need to go pack your bags and go home. Right. And I made a choice to not do what they said, and um, and and the, and the choice was uh, in these examples uh, or in this example. I know I've had a mastectomy already, but when the cancer spread to the left breast and then it uh, spread um, to the spine. Uh, the doctors wanted to do another mastectomy, and they, they wanted to do all this stuff. And I said, no, we will not do another mastectomy. Uh, and I had my reasons for it. And I said, I'm going to, you know, stop. I'm going to get clarity within my mind. Because one of the things is when you're going through something like this, you have a, a lot of people coming at you every which way. And you, within yourself, you have to find quiet. You, you have to get within yourself, get quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I can't speak for other people, but I know for me, I had to get some time with the Lord. And, um, and I had to find, I had to find his voice. Right. And so his voice led me to go a different direction. And, and boy, oh boy, that was tough because every yeah. family member went against it. Every doctor went against it. But you know, I had peace within myself, and that's what I meant by resting in your decisions. You know, mm-hmm. when you hear uh, the voice of the Lord, you rest. Resting means you have to have confidence in, uh, in what you've been told to do uh, and move in it. Mm-hmm. Despite all the uh, objections, despite all the naysayers, despite all the yelling, I've had a lot of that uh, where people right. in their fear they would, uh, you know, really come at you very hard because they didn't believe you were making the right decisions. And, uh, and many listeners uh, may have gone through that with their loved ones when they didn't think that they were taking the right approach. Uh, but you just don't know what approach you would take until you're in that situation. So the, the, the point of courage was doing the exact opposite of what I was told to do. Uh, wow. I, I'm, and please, don't get me wrong, uh, I... I, I have done everything my doctors have asked me to do, and uh, there have been times where I departed from that, um, mm-hmm. and this was one of them. Okay. And, uh, so I departed. I made a decision. Instead of getting a second mastectomy on my left breast, I, uh, you know, I, uh, I chose to do laser surgery. I found the, uh, one of maybe one of one doctors 
in the country, uh, Dr. Vincent Ancinelli out of uh, Long Island, New York, who uh, performed laser surgery. And I believe in doing what's best for the body and doing the least harm to the body. And so we found a cutting-edge um, uh, um, procedure, and it saved my life. And um, you, Wow. So, and that's what I chose to do. And, and that was... You know, that was something uh, to just totally go against what the doctor said. And so uh, that's not something that they really wanted a patient to do. And, and I don't encourage that. It's just that within myself, that's what I found peace to do. Got it. Well, what was the biggest life lesson I've ever learned is, how would you finish that? Okay. The biggest life lesson is, um, uh, here's, here's what we know. We know that uh, we're blessed to live, and we know that we all will, at some point, uh, transition. Uh, in this, we're all going to die. And uh, so my biggest lesson, which helps me live life to the fullest now, is regardless if I live or die, I still have my healing, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... That that is it. I I am healed one way or the other. Therefore, I am going to live the best life that I can live, and uh, and I I say it that way because God says healing is something that I that I give to you. Um, it is yours. It was created over two thousand years ago. So uh, whether I live or in life and in death, healing is mine. Therefore, I live. I live my life to the fullest. Awesome. Well, listeners, you know what? This, this today's show, I'm telling you, has top-notch, uh, truly inspired and blessed, uh, enriched, motivated us to move in directions that uh, we probably never would have thought about until we've listened to today's show. Shatrice, what I'd like to do real quick as we wrap up here in about a minute or so is tell, share with people how they possibly can get a copy of your book. They can go on my website. Uh, it is uh, called eagletalon.org. Eagle Talon, you spell Talon, T as in Tom, A-L-O-N, eagletalon.org. All and, right. Uh, and they can order they it accordingly. Order your book there. Chatrice, uh, again, I am so honored uh, that you were on our show today. You are truly a survivor. And uh, I'm pretty sure the listeners, uh, I'm very, I think the reason why we may not have got questions is sometimes things are so overwhelming, uh, you just can't really think. You just want to keep listening. Um, so, listeners, we want to thank you again for all being on the show today. And let's again thank Chatrice W. Buchanan for being on our show today. Uh, we really you. appreciate you. God bless you, Chatrice. And may God the Lord continue you. to just uh, share his light on you and continue to give you direction, hope. And, of course, the, the purpose and plan to continue to fulfill sharing your message of hope and healing to all those around. So, again, listeners, thank you for tuning in for Transformation for Success radio talk show with your host, Dr. Barbara Young. She will be back next week, folks, uh, next Tuesday at noon with a new exciting guest that you will definitely not want to miss. So, again, thank you for listening. Be forever changed. Be forever blessed. And be forever transformed. See you next week. Thank you.
We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.